On this episode of Resi Week, we take a look at streaming audio, whole house audio, and the audio quality that comes with it. Also take a look at power over Ethernet, POE speakers, wireless access points, and shades, and what they mean to your network. All that and more, next on Resi Week. The network for the AV industry. What are you listening to? This. This is AV. This. This. This is AV Nation. This is AV Nation. This is Resi Week, episode 185, recorded Monday, August 19th, 2019. The kids will be all right. Support for AV Nation is brought to you by Atlas IED, innovative audio solutions for every business environment. This is Resi Week, the weekly look at the residential AV market. My name is Tim Albright. I am your host. Do not adjust your screens. My name is Matt Matt Scott, who is the normal uh, Canadian who sits here. Uh, so he is out actually doing his job. So uh, I figured I'd sit in and uh, hang out with you guys for, for a day. Uh, first and foremost, with us to talk about the news that we've gathered for this week, Mr. Rich Fergoza from Fergoza Design. Welcome, sir. Mellow West Coast greetings. Glad to be back on on Resi Week. So yeah, absolutely. Good times. Now, I'm ba- back in on the rotation. So I'm the, <laughs> what is it? I'll, I'll be the left-handed specialist for this one. Well, I appreciate that since you're a you know a, a, a Giants fan. That is that means quite a lot coming from you. Uh, Mr. Mike Braithwaite comes to us from our, our friends over at Screen Innovations. Welcome, sir. Thank you very much. Glad to be back. Uh, and a, a buddy that I met years ago when I first started doing this, a lot of respect for this guy. His name is Tom Andre. And if you don't listen to this podcast, you should listen to his called AV Rant. Welcome, sir. Yes, to all the people who are not listening to this podcast, please listen to my podcast. Yeah, that actually didn't come out <laughs> quite right, did it? So stop listening to this, go over to listen to Tom's, and then come back yeah. to ours. Yes, so. well, if you've got two hours to kill, we'll, you can kill it with me. Yeah, it's, it's some really good stuff, and Tom has some great uh, great reviews and stuff like that, so check that out. Uh, first story here, actually, this is a, a little bit of a, of a CDA preview uh, episode that, as I'm looking at the, the stories. First one comes to us from ResTech today. Meridian is shipping their 210 music streaming device uh, from the article, quote, unquote. Meridian has begun shipping its new 210 streamer to help integrators meet client demand for reliable, high-quality audio streaming throughout the home. The device allows the latest music streaming services to connect to home audio installations via a range of formats for a flexible and powerful system. Rich, I'll start with you on this. Uh, is this a, a device that we that we need in an era of connected uh, wireless devices, Sonos, you know, uh, voice control uh, assistance, whether that's the Alexa, or that's Google Home, or that's um, the, the Apple devices? Is this something where we need a dedicated system, or is it is it kind of a, a niche niche solution here? Well, again, it, CDIA is the still, you know, I, I will hold that it, it does relate to the custom channel. Um, I am still a fan of two-channel high-end audio. It's something where I started my career, and it's very near and dear to my heart. And, you know, this device um, is really intended for that person who says, okay, I, I've streamed via Bluetooth from my phone to my overhead speakers. What more is there? Um And it's interesting because, you know, obviously as the two-channel market, um, the primary uh, market that we're after is aging. You know, I mean, they're they're getting in there. They're my age and above. Uh, You know, I I probably say my generation is the last generation that really was exposed to that level of two-channel audio. Um, And, 
you know, we, we still bought an album to listen to all the songs that were going in. You know, we didn't necessarily buy by the song. Um, and so our experience was different. And so we do have some memories or some desires for something that is that step above. And, and the, the beauty of the Meridian system is that uh, they do focus on playback of MQA. Um, which, you know, if you're unfamiliar with acronyms, um, MQA is called the Master Quality Authenticated um, File Format. And really what it means is it's just it's high, res high resolution audio. Um, getting back to a streaming format um, or a playback format that is CD quality or above. Uh, and what's nice about it is that if somebody did want to play back um, high res audio, which we do, there, there was very few manufacturers that were doing it. Um, and so it opens it up. And, and Meridian... Uh, you know, is is the gold standard of uh, high quality digital to analog reproduction. Um, so, you know, full disclosure, you know, we've we've been dealing with Meridian for 25 odd years, and so they they hold a very fond place for us. Uh, and so, yeah, do I think it is for the reason um, that not only do older uh, clients still look for that level of playback quality, but I think it's an opportunity to to um, expose it to the soundbite Pandora slash Spotify single serve song generation um, and, and give them an opportunity to, to really enjoy um, a, a, what is available. Um, and, and it's going to get better. I mean, that's the beauty of it. As bandwidth gets better, um, we're seeing it. Um, Spotify is, I think, going to be coming out with like their ultra premium package where, uh, you know, their first goal was to get to at least MP3 quality. Now they're saying, look, we're going to go ahead and, and push to the next level. And it was companies like Tidal um, who started uh, saying that, look, we are going to try to push out a higher quality stream. And as bandwidth increases and as prices come down and as um, there is going to be more of a, a grab for listeners' ears, um, I think this is going to be perfectly suited for it. All right, Mr. Brightfight, we'll bring you on this. Where, where does this device sit in, in the lexicon? Uh, you know, Rich mentioned this is a, a, a really, really custom you know, integration uh, device. Is that where you see this thing fitting in? Absolutely. It, uh, it really gives um, – it, it's an interesting product because it gives two things that everyone that is into audio, obviously, first – they have the convenience and, and the, um, the same access that a lot of the streaming devices and, and all that have, but they maintain the quality. And that's the, you know, all of these streaming devices, especially I, I appreciate what Rich said um, in regards to uh, people that are streaming off their phones and using Bluetooth and doing things like that. If you go look at the specs of the Bluetooth standard, um, look at the frequency response and you'll see that they don't even send the bottom octaves of the audio frequency. And so um, things like uh, what uh, this product provides a totally different reference set uh, for somebody who's streaming and uh, the, the formats that it can play and even just the connections to speakers that have, so there's speaker link connections on this, and you could connect speakers that have their own DSP internally. Um, there's some ISP speakers that are like that as well. And now you're talking about um, complete digital all the way, including all of the uh, filter elements, all the crossovers and everything is inside there. And it's a night and day difference. If you, um, 
truly do listen to one of those tracks that Richard was talking about as an MP3 and then listen to it in this uh, on a native format, it's like removing a veil off of uh, the speaker. It's, and most of, um, or a lot of our younger folks and even in the CD industry, they really don't have that same reference. Um, you know, Rich was talking about uh, when an album came out in the, in the past, that was a whole event. Uh, you get that album, take it out. You're you're reading the liner notes. You're you're going through all this, and you're experiencing that. And you know, buying a song for ninety nine cents that is heavily compressed, and if you're streaming over Bluetooth, has no low end. Um, you know, the, there's there's a big difference. So I think they've got it right. Uh, took a little longer than they wanted. It's a half rack, one RU size, fits in really well with a lot of other stuff. Still has a coaxial digital out in case somebody is, is, you know, if you have old school DACs and so forth, you don't have everything in one of these modern speakers that have the DSPs built in. So so I think it's a home run. Tom, I'm going to bring you on this one. It comes to both, both Richard and Michael brought up you know, a, a certain generation. I'm a part of that generation. I'm probably last you know, with, with Rich and, and Tom Yu. And, you know, that, this last generation of folks who did buy albums and did buy CDs. Is that where today's consumer is though? Is that where the folks that are that are uh, putting these systems in and, 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 you know, there's a lot of been written about, about millennials and, and their first homes and putting in theaters and putting in whole house audio or, or are they just saying, you know what, I've got an Alexa. I'm, I'm pretty okay with that. Well, there's, you know, Meridian is, to me is, is really selling to a certain customer. The customer that's already bought into the ecosystem that Meridian is shipping. I mean, the, the, what do they call it? Speaker link. Is that what their thing is? Their speaker link connection basically in the whole, oh, we have DSP speakers. I mean, it's, it's a lot of jargon, which essentially means you have a DAC inside your speaker and the amplifier there. It's an active speaker. There's a thousand companies that make active speakers. Meridian says they do it the best, but then again, who says they do it the second best? Because no one does. They all think that they, they do it the best. So, I mean, there's a lot here for that customer, and that customer is going to buy it no matter what. It, to me, it's a niche. It's completely niche. There's a lot of ways to connect uh, and get lossless audio from your phone to your whatever it is. And Bluetooth has their aptX codec, which is essentially CD quality. And CD quality, if you look at the math, at how the bandwidth of CDs, you know, how, how they overlay across the entire hearing, our hearing range, it overlaps completely, which means CD quality is what you can hear. Anything above CD quality essentially is wasted data that you can't do anything with. You can't hear it. Even if there's something there, which there's not, because no one would put it on the album, it's there. So if you have a not uh, Apple phone and you have aptX, you can get CD quality over Bluetooth. If you have an Apple phone, you can't use aptX because Apple doesn't buy into it. Instead, you have to stream over AirPlay, which AirPlay will give you whatever you whatever you have. That that's what it'll send across. It comes through at CD quality or or better. Right. And that those codecs, you know, th that that's not the weak link. The weak link is what you're getting from Spotify and Pandora and everything else. You know, the thing that interests me about this, this product when I was reading through it is uh, their specific specificity on uh, Spotify. Uh, Spotify is great. I mean, I don't 
honestly know anyone that uses Spotify anymore, but I'm sure there's people out there that do. The, uh, but they also mentioned Rune, and Rune has built-in title uh, connectivity that's already built into what it does. So if they've got access to title, which is a higher quality, why aren't they you know, talking more about that? Why aren't we hearing more about some of the other ways that you can connect to it? But, you know, they do seem to really think that kind of, uh, Spotify is the way to go. So apparently that's what they think their clients are using. So let me ask this, and all three of you can, any of you three can answer this. Um, is the quality argument valid anymore? And the reason I ask that is because when, when iTunes came out and the, and the, I, uh, the iPod came out, one of the biggest groans, uh, I think, from audiophiles across the, the, the world was that it is, you know, it is compressed, right? It, it's compressed audio. Uh, it's not as good quality, as good quality as listening to the album, right? Or even, you know, listening to the CD at the time. You're, we're we're going to raise up an entire generation of, of consumers who don't know good audio, quote unquote. Um, is, is whether that's its title or its room or its Spotify or its Amazon uh, Prime Music, have we lost that? I mean, did, are, were those naysayers right where we raise an entire generation of folks who are perfectly okay with, with compressed audio? Uh, I'll answer at first. Sure. Yeah, Go ahead. absolutely. I mean, we, we, we have, you know, fast food songs. You know, that's, that's Oh, come on. Fast food songs. I, again, and if you think about it, they, they come out, they're instantly accessible, they're convenient. You don't necessarily think so much about the rest of the chain. And, and, and again, it, it becomes a matter of if you have something convenient while you're in the car and you think about it and you go, oh, wow, remember this. Or somebody says, I mean, my kids do it all the time, right? They think about something and they talk about a song and one of them's whipping out their device and they are playing it in the car over the little speaker on their handheld device and they're perfectly fine with it, which is a far cry from, you know, again, in, in dating myself and in, in that, you know, I will still find a way at times to sit down in front of my rig, set things up, turn them on. And is that what I listen to all day long? No, I've got a pair of ceiling speakers over my desk. I've got a distributed audio system that, you know, we pull something up, you know, they either, the kids go to the touch panel or the wife pulls it up. Um, you know, via Alexa or via voice or anything else. And, and we use all of the services, but from a user standpoint, nine times out of 10, my family will go ahead and pull up a very simple Spotify playlist and, and punch it and go or say, Hey, Alexa, can you play dot, dot, dot? Oh, darn it. I knew she was going to do that. Uh, <laughs> That's why we call her. She who shall not be named on our podcast because we don't ever mention her name. Um, and, and that's fine. That, that is great. I mean, that is a wonderful advancement of technology, of making music available in a completely different way than we ever imagined. And in so quickly, I mean, literally within the span of less than 20 years, mm -hmm. you know, we, we went through, you know, I remember we were, when we first were converting CDs to digital files and having to deal with classical collections for a client. And we were having to hand edit the information for every single song in a 4,000 CD collection so that a client could pay back and edit it. Um, but that was what they wanted. And, and, you know, we found a way to get it to them. 
to now literally having a collection of anything you want at your fingertips. And so, you know, is the trade-off the immediacy of it? Yes, it is. What I love about, again, and this goes back to the Meridian product or anybody's product, like with Rune, and, and just to say Meridian does uh, focus on title heavily. When, when they talk about the Rune product and when you see them at shows where they do demonstrations, right. title is absolutely, um, you know, what they show as the example of here is how you can present music in a manner as to what we were used to with, you know, with vinyl or with a high quality CD and, and uh, you know, it, it, in, you know, very few people remember if you want to sit down with your, with the absolute best blue note recording that you could remember, um, you know, or a Chesky recording, um, you know, those, those, they, they elicit different memories for me that my kids aren't going to have. Um, so the nostalgic part for me goes, you know, that's rough, but at the same time, they've got access to cool stuff. Um, and I'm okay with that. And, and, as, and as Tom said, it's a niche and niche is okay. It's yeah. absolutely okay. It just requires sometimes somebody drawing a line in the sand saying, you know what? Good enough isn't good enough. We do still have that opportunity and hopefully an integrator can use it. Cause again, brothers got to eat, right? So at the end of the day, it's like, heck yeah, I'll sell them. Um, because it does give that opportunity for a side-by-side -side comparison for somebody to listen for themselves and not necessarily go through all of the critic reviews, but say, you listen for yourself. If you find that you enjoy this and it is a visceral experience for you, well, that's what you hired me for in the first place, was to add drama to your life. You know, in that moment, whether it was a movie, whether it was a song, whether it was a shade rising up, you know, I mean, drama is what we do if we do it well. Um, and so, yeah, if there's a piece out there that adds to it, yeah, I'm all for it. Yeah, I mean, whenever we talk about, uh, you know, have we lost, you know, the, our, the kids today, you know, let's lament how they don't appreciate good music. How many of us having this conversation right now or listening to this conversation remembers a cassette player and a radio and recording a song off the radio and playing it over and over again on, on our, our Walkman, you know, over screechy, terrible headphones. And yet here we are talking about high-end audio and that, yeah, all the kids today, all the millennials today, they're going to get to the same place we are eventually. It's going to happen. When, the, when newspapers became a thing, you can find a quote, and I can't remember the exact quote or who it's from, that basically lamenting how the art of conversation was going to die because newspapers were around now. Yeah, it's fine. Everybody calm your roll. It'll be okay. You guys, you know, we will all end up, the kids will get there too. You know, they, they you know, all these millennials, they're going to be uh, 20, 10 years from now, 20 years from now, they're going to have listened to all of this stuff. They're going to have heard their music and then gone to the movie theaters and thought, wow, how come I can't have this experience at home? And then that's just going to snowball into where we, where we ended up. So uh, they, of course, are going to have access to things like Dolby Atmos and, you know, true lossless audio that we never had access to. And, you know, it's going to be okay. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, by the time they get around to it, they'll, they will have actual 4D. You know, they'll be able to you know do a whole thing and smell it. Smell a vision. <laughs> there, finally, God bless it. Smell a vision. All right, guys. Uh, next story comes to us from Residential Systems. Power Shades is introducing POE automated window shades at CDA. Quote from the article: Power Shades has introduced what the company is calling the industry's first line of power over Ethernet automated window shades. The official unveiling on this new POE product we made at Cedia Expo 2019. Braithwaite, we're going to start with you on this. Um, POE's uh, shades doesn't sound necessarily like like all that exciting, but I, I, talking to a number of folks like Fergoza, like uh, Matt Scott, like uh, um, 
Joe Whitaker. Oh my gosh, these folks are going nuts. Uh, even Bronner uh, from from Georgia, from Florida, Georgia, was over the moon about these things. So, you know, talk for a second about the importance and, and the advancement that that these new shades and and putting these, you know, highlighting these at, at Expo means. Absolutely. Uh, there's a good reason why a lot of people are excited is generally speaking, you have a unified uh, topology of your wiring, right? And it's a worldwide centered. The same uh, POE would work in every country. And generally speaking, on the shade side, that's not always true, even with different low voltage and AC versions of the motors. So having the ability that I'm running a UTP, uh, wire out to it and I don't need anything else. I'm on the network already. I can discover the device and control it and manage it and commission it all over the network. That's, that's a, that's a big deal. So I think that, I think, you know, to be honest, there's been three big waves of POE. Um, and we're kind of starting to enter the third big wave and the third big wave is really pushed by LED lighting and shades kind of go along with the lighting so to speak um, so so I think I think people are going to really dig into this Tom Mike brings up a good point that, that we are into getting into another wave of, of POE when it comes to what you guys are seeing with with putting it you know in, in the homes and the theaters and stuff like that is this where you know folks that are putting the stuff in and, and, and honestly even the the consumers themselves we need to educate ourselves to make sure that we understand exactly what we're buying, whether that's POE speakers or, or POE, POE shades. Well, I, from my perspective and the, the, the listeners of my podcast, you know, this is something that they're not aware of. I can 100% guarantee that. Uh, never have has anybody asked me about POE anything for anything. our podcast. So uh, mostly they like the idea of shades. They like the idea. They think... And to a certain extent, they may be right that uh, it's way too complicated to install a motorized shade that you can integrate into your system. So education on these types of products is absolutely essential because I have people contacting my podcast every week that have projection setups, custom chairs, room treatments all over the place, dual subwoofers, you know, seven point. 2.4 surround, you know, Dolby Atmos full surround. And they're like, okay, I want to upgrade something. What, you, what can I upgrade? I'm like, I, I got, I don't know. You know, I don't know. You got, you got all the stuff. I mean, what, what's wrong with the theater? He goes, I don't know. I got money. I want to spend it on something. That's where people need to know that this is a thing that they can have, because I guarantee you that guy, if you could tell him that he can get these for you know xyz price or you know installed for a certain amount that guy's interested he's out there and he's looking for this product yeah uh rich is this where we're starting start talking about upgrading our skill set for networking uh you know we look at you know classes that cedia hosts both you know in, in indianapolis but also at cd expo where we're you know what this this is not just you know plug and play this is you know making sure that you have the right, um, the right uh, power distribution. You make sure that you do the right math to make sure that the switch you buy can support whether it's you know uh, a POE uh, WAP or it's a POE shades. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, this is the uh, you know, like Michael said, this is this is a a, a refinement. It's an evolution. Is that 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 next wave? That if again the market that we we're in and and, and our integrators and. and aren't looking at this and aren't seeing 
that, hey, I need to learn the basics of this. I, this my, the traditional ways that we got from point A to point B are rapidly decreasing. And the beauty of a, a unified format is that it's a unified format. The downside of a unified format is if you don't know what you're doing, you know, I mean, you're literally basically saying, oh, by the way, you can't get Netflix because I hooked up your shade wrong. Um, that's a rough one. Uh, you know, it's, it's your house won't heat because I hooked up your speaker wrong. And, and they're going to get to that point or everything in your house just went down because you had an unprotected IOT device in your house. Um, so what, what's happening is the, you know, what, what were we for a little while? Eskies, ESCs, electronics? Eskies, yes. Eskies, yes. Eskies. We, for a brief moment, we, we were, we were Eskies. Uh, you know, it is getting to the point where network professional or networking professional needs to be, um, you know, part of, you know, on your business card, part of your tagline, which, you know, I've spent more time learning about multicast and, and unicast and, and, you know, you know, how, how data transfers between it and fast leave ports and IGMP snooping. And I mean, it, you know, it, it's, you know, you feel like, I mean, I feel like I'm prescribing something after a while with all the acronyms that are in there. However, I'm at that point where it is, if, if I'm not careful, um, and I think, you know, I, Tim will laugh, but I posted a picture on Facebook. I had in my lab, I had a giant table full of, of AV over IP devices. Um, and the first thing that I did is, I, I mean, we bench test everything now because our concern is that if we don't get it all figured out before it leaves, I will absolutely crash a network if I'm not careful. We have that ability now if we're not careful to do that. Shades are going to be the, thing, the next thing. That's great. I mean, there's manufacturers are now coming out with IP speakers. Um, this is not, we're not going to see less of these <laughs> in the next five years. Um, and, and, and now you are dealing with things like, okay, you know, a traditional flat network only has 254 available addresses. You're talking about now potentially in a decent sized residence, not even a large residence, a decent sized residence, pushing that limit. So all of a sudden you have to have the conversation with, um, you know, your integrators about VLANing and the whole purpose of that and segmenting and, um, you know, switch to switch configuration. And, um, you know, now all of a sudden it's like, you know, trunk lines and bandwidth. I mean, all of these things that guys used to be, Hey, I took the red wire and the black wire and I plugged it in and away we went, you know, I mean, it's, it's, it, it is definitely something that, uh, you know, as a professional, uh, I, I love it. I embrace it. Um, but you know, I'll be, banging my shoe on the desk and getting going, man. If you, if you want to stay in business, man, get to it. Hey, Rich. So to extend, to extend on all that, um, it's, it's kind of, it's here now. I mean, for, for all of these, uh, if uh, what, what I would say is each one of these POE waves, people have been disrupted. So um, in the first wave, which was 2003, for those of you who've been in CEDIA uh, at that time, um, the, the big, um, cam cameras were the one that was disrupted in 2003. And up until that time, the big companies were, uh, Phillips, Burl, Pearl, all, all of those companies that were doing cameras. Once the POE cameras came out, it pretty much wiped those out today. Try to find a security camera that is not POE. 
uh, you really can't. Okay, the next wave was in 2009, and, and this goes along with how much wattage. The reason why Tom mentioned that no one is asking him about PoE is, frankly speaking, that first wave, which is considered the AF versions, uh, the AF versions only have 15 watts. That's why cameras were kind of the only real application. I mean, there were other things, but it was really cameras that were pushing it. And then um, in the 2009, which is the AT wave, where you could do 30 watts of power, now you had really the big push on the com on the commercial side was uh, phones. All of the phones got converted over okay. into IP phones. Uh, before um, Cisco and and Avaya and um, Polycom and all those guys, the phone uh, the the leaders in the phone companies who had their own proprietary PBX system and all, all of that system, that was the Lucent Technologies, uh, Panasonic, all of these guys that were doing that and they were disrupted. Well, right now in 2019, you are seeing the third big wave and the third big wave, if, if you're not, you're gonna be disrupted with this too. Uh, Richard mentioned uh, IP. IP on POE for IP will take over distributed audio completely. And same thing with lighting and shades and so, and it's all, and he's right about learning all the things on POE, you're gonna have to, especially when you're talking about shades, lighting, you're gonna need things like LLDP. The current POE in this third wave is what's called BT. And so, and that can do 90 watts. And so now the reason why people will start asking Tom soon is with 90 watts of power on that versus the 15 and 30 of the previous waves, you can actually do a lot. Um, you could have a flat panel display up to, you know, 40 inch that can run off of that. And so now you're going to see this kind of push in quite a bit. Wow. Displays off of POE. Okay. Now I've heard everything. All right, gentlemen, that's going to do it for us. Thank you all so much. Mr. Rich Fregosa from Fregosa Design. Thank you, sir. Thanks for having me. I, I'm assuming you're going to ask me where you can find me. I am. <laughs> uh, you can find us on the website, fregosadesign.com. Uh, the best way to get a hold of me, actually, is uh, via Twitter or the interwebs on Twitter, at rfregosa. Um, you can obviously type my name into the interwebs and all kinds of tidbits about me will show up. Um, but first and foremost, I will say, please find us here at avnation.tv. Uh, obviously, I, I love being in the regular rotation at Resi Week, but I have a very, you know, we have a show that's very near and dear to my heart with uh, my good friend Steve Greenblatt called The State of Control. And so that is where typically a fireside chat with Uncle Richie will occur. And we have a really cool one coming up about home automation and control that I'm I'm personally excited about. So, all right, uh, Mr. Braithwaite, thank you, sir. Where do people find you or Screen Innovations? Thank you. Please come by Cedia if you're around uh, in Denver. We're at booth thirty-three thirty-eight. Uh, we'll show you a lot of really interesting stuff that I'm even embargoed and can't say. <sighs> uh, you can call or you can uh, send come me. Come on, we're like four weeks out. You could call, <laughs> a little bit something. <laughs> Well, there's some if you if you're very interested if you like POE or if you're interested in something like that, come by booth thirty three thirty eight. You'll see something that will. Uh, if you get in trouble for that. I am so going to be feel. I'm I'm going to feel bad. You'll see something much much stronger than what anybody else is showing. Uh, you can also get me at mike at screeninnovations.com. Glad to see you guys all. See you. All right, very good, Mr. Andrew. Thank you, dude. I appreciate it so much. Yeah, it's my pleasure being here. I, of course, uh, I've been talking about my podcast. It's AV Rant. AV Rant uh, started off as a sort of home theater reviews, news, and all that, but it's morphed over the, I think, 
dozen years that we've been doing it. We've been doing it for a really long time. So it's at least 10 years that we've been doing that podcast. And it's, uh, it's now morphed into a question and answer only. All we do is take questions from our listeners. So you email question at avrant.com. Any question that you ask will be answered. It doesn't matter that we've asked to, answered it before because after I've had listeners that have been listening to me for the entire 10 years and they'll say, uh, you just discussed subwoofer placement for the 15th time and I finally got it. I just wow. got it this time. Th this time, because you made the analogy to sandwiches, it now makes sense to me. Like, okay, so we just answer all the questions pretty much in order. So we answer all, everything about home theater, home integration, uh, you know, everything from car audio. We've even done car audio or, you know, things like that. So a lot of home theater questions, question at avrant.com. If you want to get me directly, it's tom at avrant.com. No, very good. Just, just, just out of curiosity, what was the analogy to sandwiches? I don't, I don't remember. Okay. It was something about how you go back and the peanut it. butter and the jelly and the, therefore the, you know, just cause they're in different places doesn't mean that it's not a sandwich something like that. All right. <laughs> I'll go back and listen to it. Cause uh, now I'm kind of curious. All right. Yeah. Tom at, at AV rant uh, for me, for Tim Albright, don't follow me on the Twitters, uh, but go by the website, avnation.tv. That's avnation.tv. You'll find this program and a host of others while you're there. Check out our supporter section. These are the folks who help us uh, bring you AV Week and Resi Week and all the others. And, and as I mentioned, about four weeks' time, bring you Cedia Expo 2019 live from Denver, September 12th through the 14th. All that and more at avnation.tv. TV. Thanks so much for listening. Thank you so much for watching. That's all the time we have for Frezzy Week.